Welcome to Gin and Topic. Woo! We are here for another series. Yep, another one. Just keeps happening. Just keeps going. It does. And so we got loads of gins. Oh yeah, tons of gin. Tons of gin. Tons of experts. Yeah. Tons of topics. Well, and that's the thing, you see. Give us a gin. Talk to anyone. We will. Mm. We will talk to anyone about anything. So yeah, we're going to talk to a ton of people about loads of stuff over gin. And I'm going to make rude comments while we do it to stay on brand. (laughs) And you never know, we might actually learn some stuff. We might even remember stuff. (laughs) Oh, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Hello. Hi. We're going to drink some gin. We got yeah. we got interesting looking gin. Because it's mixed with other stuff. It is. It's a cocktail. We have a cocktail. Mm. Oh, I'm boring you. Sorry. Am I? No, I just, oh. I'm sleepy. Hey. Carry on. Well, this might wake you up. Good. Um, so we are talking to Alice Barbaglio. And she can help us on the pronunciation, can't she? Mm -hmm. Right, so she is currently a research advisor at the University of Milan. Oh, Milan, darling. And we're talking to her um, from Italy. Well, we're not in Italy. I wish we were in Italy. But we're not in Italy. She's in Italy. Oh, I'm so jealous. Um, So before she was a research advisor, she's been a university lecturer, Mm -hmm. a science teacher, Mm -hmm. and her PhD was in animal biology and functional morphology. Your Mm. favourite subject. Don't know anything about it. Exactly. Yeah. She's also a mum. Right, good. A dancer. Oh, very nice. I like that. We can talk about Strictly. And sometimes she mixes everything together. A dancing mum. Morphologizing. I don't know how to say that or what it means, so I left it out. Yeah, yeah. And um, of course, you will know what the topic is. It's mutability. Oh, for fuck's sake. What is mutability? I just wanted a nice, easy one. Okay, I have no idea what the title actually means, but I have guess that it's something to do with animal biology. I have no idea what functional morphology is. All I can think of is morph, the little plasticine character that the Aardman guys did pre-Chicken Run and pre all of those little Treasure Planet. Morph in Treasure Planet as well. Was Morph in Treasure Planet? Different one. And he's like a little pink blob. Oh, no, that's not the same one. Yeah, but look at him. he's really cute. He's cute. He's really cute. He's awesome. Yeah, treasure planet supremacy here. And maybe, maybe it's something to do with both of those characters. I don't feel like it is. I feel like it's something that's going to fry my head more. (laughs) Okay, well, let's fry your head with the question of the week. Oh, God, here we go. Are you ready? No. Are you as adaptable as a starfish? No. (laughs) (laughs) Simple answer to that. No. No. No, I'm pretty sure starfish you can lop off their legs and stuff. Well, that's yeah, that's what I was thinking. So maybe it's a also bit more things. I'm I try not adaptable. <laughs> I'm just not. I can't hack sudden weather changes. <laughs> I can't hack any change. Not going to lop your leg off then. No. Well, we'll wait till we got Alice in the room till we start talking about what we mm. don't know about everything, any of that. Yeah. yeah. But at least we've got gin. We do have gin. And. We've got not normal gin. We have got a sparkling bee's knees. What is in a bee's knees? Sparkling bee's knees is gin. Yeah. Prosecco. Yeah. Honey. Yeah. And lemon. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because Alice doesn't like gin, but she likes prosecco. Oh, and if she's made it like us, it's going to be 90% prosecco and it's going to be lovely. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. That is really nice. Yeah. That's... Prosecco done nicely. Yeah. I don't particularly... Well, I like Prosecco. Yeah, I like Prosecco. But that's like Prosecco zooped up with... Lemon, honey and gin. (laughs) And you know what? It's It's going to go right to your head because the bubbles. All the bubbles. You put a straw in it. (laughs) I would have liked a bit of ice in it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, I failed. That's all right. But it's nice. It's tasty. It's really nice. I can't really taste the gin because it's mixed with everything else. That would be great for Alice. And I like it, so it's fine. And, well, the gin is a special one that Alice chose, and we'll Mm -hmm. talk to her about why, because um, all I know is it's an Italian gin. Yeah. And that she chose it for a reason, 
because I thought as we were making something with Prosecco, it would just be gin from Standard, the cupboard. yeah, a Gordon's. A but then she suggested this specific gin. So we'll have a chat as to why. But before we do any of that, I need to take my shoes off. My feet are fucking boiling. Excited for this. Oh, look at that. A sparkling <laughs> bee's knees. Yeah, let's drink. Cheers. Celebrate. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh. Oh, yeah. Mm. May I be completely mm. sincere? Yes. yes. <laughs> we tried it and finished it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's a little bit too sweet. So today I put a little bit less funny. Ah, we did well I did the opposite actually because yesterday Anya made it without any measurements and she just went, I did my eye and I do this thing. It was and fine. It was fine apart from my cheeks were connected in the middle on the inside. I liked it. But today I've added a bit more honey and it is lovely. It's lovely. The it's, balance and it is about getting that balance. It's right. refreshing as well. It is really yeah. nice. Really drinkable. The problem is it's one of those ones that you just want to keep sipping. So by the end of this, <laughs> going to be an issue. Mm. <laughs> mm. I agree. And actually the gin by itself, it's so good. Well, that's, I also I brought like things it. in to try. Because tell us what, what the gin is and why are we drinking it? And most importantly, <laughs> can you tell me the name of the gin? Because sure. you'll be able to pronounce it better than I can. So the name is Ginepraio. Oh, oh brilliant. <laughs> it just sounds so much better than when we say it. <laughs> oh, are we saying it? <laughs> well, I didn't even try. I didn't even try. But if I was going to try, it would probably be Ginepraio. <laughs> Ginepraio and Ginepraio means a very difficult situation when you where you find yourself and you don't know how to get out of this difficult situation. Oh, I so, like that. <laughs> so, and yeah. when you don't know how to get out of that difficult situation, gin. Gin. Are you making it a gin tonic or are you going to No, we're just going to have a little neat and then we might make it into a gin tonic and we might end up with like a billion different drinks. You're brave. <laughs> It smells lovely. It's sweet. It's a London dry gin, but actually the first taste is it's a real sweet Oh yeah. Initial taste to oh, it. That's actually very nice. It is yeah. really lovely. Yeah. It is a dry gin and it has that dry juniper taste, but it's but got it's a really sweet, yeah. sweet tip of the tongue to it. I could easily drink that neat. This is very, very, very dangerous because it's good in a cocktail. It's good neat. It's bound to be a good gin and tonic. It's bound to. Should we turn it into a Turn it into a gin. Yeah. Let's do it all because, you know, might as well. It's a Friday. And because the reason why we were drinking it was because you don't like gin. You like Prosecco. So we started off with a cocktail. But have we now sort of lured you onto the dark side of gin? I think so. Yeah, we did it! Because I also love Prosecco. So when I heard about this cocktail, I was like, yep, absolutely down. But I love converting people to being gin fans. <laughs> and, and you know, it was perfect because in the, it was, in the gene explanation, they were saying that they were putting something about the, the Mediterranean Sea. And, mm. uh, and so since we are going to talk about this see, marine biology, that was the perfect gene. Perfect. <laughs> and it's delicious. So I've just turned it into a tonic, but I've mixed it with Fever Tree Elderflower tonic water. It's bloody good. Oh, you see, it mixes with that too. It's brilliant. It's- I, w- I want Mediterranean tonic water. I'm going to make water, a bold but- claim. I think it's my favourite gin of the series so far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So what is our topic, Sarah? Fill me in. Go on. Right. So this is the point where you get to relax, Alice, and enjoy your cocktail. (sighs) Yeah. And have a little giggle (laughs) at what we know or don't know about your subject. Which typically is not a lot. So this week. Yes. Mutability. Mm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. a word you use every day in yeah, conversation. Yeah, I, I absolutely know what it means. Yep. Mm-hmm. And are you as adaptable as a starfish? Can you lop bits off starfish? I well, feel like you can lop I legs think... off starfish and they survive. And I you can't. Don't they I mean, grow them humans back? do survive. I was I about to say to humans don't survive if you lop their leg off, and I was like, Anya, you're dumb. You're so dumb. They don't um, grow back. D- no. But I don't and, know if starfish is like Unless go back. it's well that uh, yeah, I don't know if that's true, so we'll check that out in a yeah. minute. I seem to remember something about the you their leg if they have their leg. I love how hung off, up we're getting on this one little fact <laughs> that may and, or may not be right. So then I'm I'm also now thinking about the fact that we've been doing a Marvel run of, of movies. Yes, we've been doing and films, the Iron Man order. films when they had that fire combustible whatever it was that then they could grow back their limbs that they blocked off maybe they got the technology from starfish maybe not (laughs) (laughs) i just love the way you phrased all of that (laughs) what was the muta mutability yeah i don't know what that means i got not motability because my brain immediately goes like mutants and then i'm on hunger games yeah yeah and i'm on like you know mixing genes with other genes and stuff yeah i and i I was on motability which is when you get the drive scooter at the shopping center because you can't walk you know the motability you park your car and you get your Your brain's worse than mine today So was anything in that helpful? <laughs> so I think. Well, I think our answer to the question is we don't think we are as adaptable as starfish, but we don't know so, why. Yeah, we've got no knowledge to back it up. We just don't think we are. <laughs> but actually, I can tell you that you are a little bit adaptable as a starfish, Ooh. even if you don't know it. Okay, <laughs> I'm adaptable. <laughs> so I yes, think we need are. to start with how and why they're adaptable um, can we start by explaining what mutability is yeah <laughs> that's a word we sure. do need explaining mm-hmm. isn't it okay so in brief mutability is um characteristics a characteristic of um starfish and all this group of animals that is uh, echinoderms so starfish sea urchins sea cucumbers all those animals, and um, they can change, they can mute their connective tissue um, consistency or strength or tensility, say as you prefer. So they can change, they can be very soft Mm -hmm. or very tough, and they can change it using the nervous system. So a nervous uh, coordination of of the whole thing. And um, the interesting part is that these tissues that are mutable collagenous tissues are actually made of the same thing we have. So they are made of collagen. Oh, oh, I know about collagen. collagen. Yeah, (laughs) I know about that. I'm a skincare fan. I know about that. Yep. (laughs) And, uh, And yes, they're made of collagen and that is the most common protein in your body, one of the main components yeah. of your body. And um, then can use it and change the, the tensility of the tissue. So it's like if you have a wrinkle and you decide that you want to stretch it and you can do it <laughs> as you want. <laughs> can you imagine selling selling that ability? You'd make a fortune. People do try yeah, to sell do. that ability. <laughs> and it, yes. and they don't work. I was they about to work. ask if you've been in a shop recently. <laughs> but so going back to starfish being soft or or hard so i always thought that um when you get a starfish that's out of water obviously it's like a shell it's really hard but my thought was that that's because it had dried out no it's just it's a reaction a defensive reaction in order to avoid you to cut it or to smash it or so they try to be as hard as possible so That's you really clever. So it makes me sad because I'm like, no, I just want to cuddle you, little starfish. Be <laughs> soft with me. <laughs> well, you'd have to get in the water with them. Oh, I'm scared of the sea. And do they then make themselves hard in the water as well, or is it a, is it a response to coming out of water that they go hard? No, they do it in the water, and the reason is mainly because they want to defend themselves. Yeah. Or. Um, in the opposite situation, when they are really soft, is because they want to enter a reader rock, maybe they want to hide themselves in a little place so they can switch to a soft condition and adapt to the, the environment. Nice, clever. It's cool yeah. and cute. 
It is mm. cool and cute. Yeah. And can they regrow legs or have we got that wrong? Yes, no, it's true. It's like, oh, they can laugh at me. <laughs> I was laughing at the way you said it, firstly. <laughs> no, they can cut their arms and grow them back. Yes. Oh. Yeah. But actually, I mean, the, the important part is that they don't lose the central part of the, their body. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they can, uh, if they cut and harm at the beginning or a little bit uh, farther, but not at, exactly at the center, mm-hmm. they can regrow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's for the most of them. But there are some sea stars, some starfish that can regrow from a single harm. So that's a particular situation. Yeah. And they call them comets. Because they look like a comet, oh my like a star, <laughs> like a guiding star. <laughs> Are you in love? I think I've got a new favourite animal. <laughs> yeah. It might have just happened. <laughs> I might be obsessed with starfish now. And I'm going to be at parties, a few too many bees knees deep in the corner going, yeah, but you don't get it. Starfish can regrow from a single leg. <laughs> it's so cool. And they call them comet. Oh, I'll be, I'll be so annoying at parties now. <laughs> Anyway, no, it's a good way to escape. I mean, if you have a bee fish that want to to eat you, you can just leave an arm and say, "Okay, have these and let me go." Oh, <laughs> that is so, so um, cool. <laughs> so have a bit of me. Eat that bit. Yes. Rest me <laughs> off. <laughs> well, now I'm sad for them because they're oh, being no. eaten. <laughs> but it oh, is God. like you know when you t- well. When you're told about if you're going to be mugged, the best thing you could do is throw your wallet at them. Are you street doing a John Mulaney street smart? <laughs> yeah. You want my money? Go get, get it. it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> exactly. You need Perfect. a little money clip and you're going to put a 50 pound note in That's the money clip. That's what the starship has got. Is. He's got his leg as a money clip. <laughs> and he's going, you want it? Go get it. Yeah. I didn't think this was going to go like this. <laughs> Yes. Oh wow. So that's uh, that's what happened, and the mechanism is not completely known. So that was what was uh, I was studying right. when I was in the lab, trying to understand how it works. Actually, were you cutting and up bits of starfish in a lab? You want to know it? Yeah. Oh. I was doing that. But you can anesthetize them. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. <laughs> and uh, and remember, they do it naturally. So yeah. it's not something they cannot um, bear. I mean, yeah. they are able to, to cope with the thing. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. And did you learn why they do it then? Because you said that it's not known. I mean, how, why not why, sorry, is, how they do it. How? Yeah, yeah. there is a bit of knowledge. Uh, it's, I mean, in the last 15 years, there were a lot of studies trying to understand how it works. Um, for sure, you, you have to imagine these tissues like, uh, uh, like a net of collagen fibers. Mm-hmm. And uh, these fibers are connected uh, by bridges. Mm-hmm. And so you can, if you can um, cut the bridges and regrow them, as you needed mm-hmm. them, you can uh, move the. I mean, you can move the fibers, and you can uh, try to you can change the the length, mm-hmm. the um, tissue, and so make it more longer, more soft, more adaptable. That's mm-hmm. how it probably works, mm-hmm. and it has some similarities with uh, humans because we have. I mean, when we have to change our collagenous tissues, mm-hmm. we do mostly the same. Mm. We destroy the bridges, but in as far as we are concerned, it's much more um, difficult, and we don't have a nervous regulation. Of it. Yeah. So where it happens is, for example, uh, when you give uh, birth to a child, mm-hmm. that your cervix, your mm-hmm. uterus, becomes very soft to let mm-hmm. the baby yeah. pass. So that's yeah, almost it the is same. Ridiculous! That size of head that's got to come out. I of keep there. saying I <laughs> do not understand how evolution has decided that this is the natural way to have a child. I don't understand it, but okay. We can discuss about. It. I'm just so confused. I agree. Like, oh, everything about it just feels so wrong. And I know you've done it. I know you've done it. So well done to you. But it feels wrong to me. It, it feels wrong to most women that have done it too. Yeah, to me too. I did it. <laughs> I don't understand why I had to. Oh. Let me 
if we were a little bit more adaptable or mutable, yeah. it would be better. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's uh, the process is almost the same. You have the collagen fibers in the uterus and the bridges break down. And so the uterus become more soft and more yeah. and let the baby pass. More or less. Yeah, we're not going there. We're not going there. We'll lose a lot of listeners if we go too far. I mean, um, I'm fine to go there. It just reminds me once again to book into the doctors and get my birth control pills. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) Anyway, that's what we know more or less about how the, the phenomenon works. So yeah. there are these fibers connected and you can break the bridges to make them switch one respect to the other. Yeah. And so you change the... Change. And then the building the bridges again yep. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything happens in a matter of uh, seconds. Wow. So... Uh, it's didn't feel like other... that giving birth. No. No. <laughs> no. Especially the rebuilding of those bridges. <laughs> No, because it, that's how starfish do it, but we don't do it in the same way. Unfortunately, we need much more time. If we can find a way to harness that from starfish, pregnant women everywhere will spend fortunes they, on that. It'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Just like... And then that's it. Back in again. Why is that the sound effect? Not the best sound effect. It's not the best sound effect. There are actually um, some trials to mimic the phenomenon uh, outside the the animals, outside Mm. starfish, but it's quite quite difficult to rebuild the the whole process in vitro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they are still trying to extra- extract all the components and then to uh, put all the ingredients together and see if it works. Yeah. Okay. But there are some uh, other ways to mimic the phenomenon. So they are using different kind of fibers, different kind of uh, bridges, and they are trying to do something similar. For yeah. example, for uh, injecting electrodes in your nervous tissue so that you can um, have a very stiff electrode when you enter then something that can adapt to the to your brain to your brain Mm -hmm. um, shape so that's where the mutability is needed (laughs) i don't know if i explain myself no no i can picture it it's kind of just a bit like whoa (laughs) that's it's almost science fiction, yeah, but yeah, there's really a real element. I mean, the minute you talk about <laughs> lopping things off and it managing to regrow again, you're in science fiction territory. I just yeah. didn't realize that starfish were science fiction. <laughs> yes. But yeah. and also taking and mimicking and injecting that into human. It's like human genetic modification, but in it's mutants. We're back to mutants. We're back to mutants. We've yeah. become a starfish mutant. <laughs> I'd, I'd be quite happy to be a starfish mutant, you know? Would you? Yeah. I mean, lots of collagen. Great. Also, I would like to be able to get hard when if I needed to. When you're I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, like one of those creepy men comes up to talk to you and you're just like, boom, hard. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Give me a starfish gene. I'll take it. <laughs> Especially if you could also develop prickles, because I'm thinking like a hedgehog now. So if if I want to be mutant, you know, if you want those You're kinds picking of, a hedgehog. You could just, well, you could combine a starfish and a hedgehog. So you could go like rigid and with spines. Okay, so moving on. Moving on. How is it the same in sea cucumbers? Because I love a sea cucumber. Really? It's great that you know what they are. It's so funny. The fact that when I heard the name sea cucumber, I was like, I'm going to be obsessed with this because this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Can I ask you the common name in English? I think it's just for a sea cucumber. I think it's just a sea it's cucumber. Sea isn't cucumber. It? Okay, yeah. so it's, it's just an Italian that they have to say. Oh, what's the name? I don't know if I can tell you. Please, <laughs> it's not so polite. Oh no, go on, you can. I'll say some rude words first, and then it'll balance out. Sarah, fuck shit, bollocks, tip, like... mic. Hey, that's our usual string of of words. <laughs> Boom! Now you're okay. <clears throat> it's like sea shit. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Which, when you look at the pictures, it looks like a t-shirt. It's yeah, true. Yeah, it looks like. Yeah, it so does look like a giant why. herd. It's true. 
But I, I'm now wondering whether the oh, sea cucumbers are called other common terms like sea shit in Italian mm. elsewhere. They must do because they do. Are you falling like down a rabbit hole? No, I'm also disappointed that we only call them sea cucumbers. It's like, come on. <laughs> but it's a sea cucumber. It's so cool. But if your cucumber looked like that in the garden, you'd be a bit disappointed, wouldn't you? I thought you were going to go down a different path when you said your cucumber looked like that. I was like, oh, Sarah, careful. But it's also one well, the thing I love about the sea cucumbers, and I was just looking at the pictures again, because they have those funny furry mouths, don't they? Or yeah. it's not their mouth necessarily. It's I don't know what like that bit is. <laughs> <laughs> they are tubules you use to eat and to defend green defend themselves. And they mean quite they're quite important because if you think about Japanese um, cuisine or food, they have they eat a lot of sucumbers. Mm. Yeah. And there is a problem because they try to invest them to 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 commercialize them and there is a um, disease in the sea cucumbers where they mutable collagenous tissues completely uh, lose their tensility. So they they become like a liquid, oh. liquefy. So, yeah. So Which they, a cucumber does as well, to be honest. So they're quite, <laughs> quite right. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially when you've left it in the fridge for quite oh. a few weeks. And it just sure. Liquefies. And it doesn't smell very good. <laughs> so sea cucumbers so. do the same thing. So instead of going hard, yeah. is it a is it deliberate become, response or is it just... It's an extreme defense response, right. but they cannot come back. So it's, yeah. they, you're going to die. So it's not a, it's, it's a disease. They're yeah. going yeah. to liquefy themselves completely and they, they won't be useful anymore for the food industry and for their self yeah. <laughs> as well. So that's like them going I would rather die than be eaten by you liquid yeah, yeah. So quite, that's the philosophy I'm quite proud yeah. of that well done you sea cucumbers are you supporting sea cucumbers killing themselves Sarah is that yeah, what's going on I am I am rather than being eaten but mm-hmm. you know it's not good for them <laughs> and it's also an ecological problem of course because mm. if you completely destroy the population then there are all kind of uh, side effects yeah that's it and the same happens with uh, starfish sometimes they um lose their i mean they lose their ability to um control the mutability phenomenon and so they can go to a state where i mean they are not able to live their life uh, as they should be but that's uh, an ecological problem again Mm. linked to the the acidity of the water or the the medium they they are living in. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got I've got two things going on at the moment. The, Go on. The first the first thing is the ridiculousness of we need a spin-off to Nemo that why have we not got Oh my god, all I could think starfish. about was the, the starfish in the tank going, <laughs> The sun is shining, the tank is clean, <laughs> the tank is clean. That's all I've been able to think about. But we need a spin-off that deals with starfish and their um, responses that have gone a bit haywire because of global warming. Like a dory, and like when he's struggling to yeah, control Yeah, absolutely, it's the starfish that can't move anymore. Oh. And he's a disabled starfish because he can't move and we've got to deal with that. I would so watch that film. So that's my silly side that's gone off on that tangent. Good. love a silly side. The serious side has gone off on... So have we seen changes in things like starfish because of global warming and the sea temperatures and changes the of toxicity in the ocean yeah well it's usually it's really difficult to make a direct connection mm, i mean yeah. studies are ongoing but what i can tell you is that one of the projects i was working on it was about uh, endocrine disruptors yeah. and their effects on um, starfish and uh, echinoderms and there was an effect actually so there there was a loss of uh, some um, capacity, some uh, characteristics. Some, some, there was an effect. I don't mm. want to bore you, but mm. yes. Mm. And then the endocrine disruptors are a kind of uh, substance that it's present, it's widespread mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Um, it's uh, basically hormones mm-hmm. released in the sea. So they are going to change the, the tissue functioning and of course, mm. there's mm. an effect. Yeah, but it it goes through the the environment for the whole chain. I mean, if you think about, there was some mollusks that changed sex. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes, and also helped the mammals because there were some effects also on um, um, white bears, Arctic bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bears. Yeah. And uh, so, yes, I mean, for sure they are affected, but mm-hmm. it's. Um, there are a lot of studies trying to understand the exact link mm-hmm. between uh, yeah. environment pollution and uh, yeah. and the yeah. effect on the tissue. But it's also the good side because, uh, for example, um, we were trying in the lab to exploit um, sea urchins mm-hmm. from restaurants. So we were trying to yeah. use the spare parts that they were just throwing away and I extract it. I love that. Use the spare parts, throw them away. Use them up in research. I like it. It's like too good to go with food. It's too good to go. Get a too good to go box of scientific equipment. Let's see. I was going restaurant by restaurant asking, please, could you keep the spare parts? Oh. I will, <laughs> we collect them and try to extract collagen from them. Amazing. <laughs> and they were like, so, okay. <laughs> yes, they will be. But they were, I mean, absolutely happy at the end. And, and yeah. so that's, that was good. Uh, but then I changed, uh, comp- I changed work. So I'm not in the lab anymore. My colleagues are going on. And so I... I adapted to another environment. <laughs> oh, very nice. I, very clever. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> no, research is really a good place to be, but yeah. it's tough. Yeah. 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 I mean, you have to go around restaurant after restaurant asking for their spare parts. <laughs> I mean, and then when you're there, they're like, would you like a drink? And you're like, oh, I guess I'll stay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten a sea urchin. I'm more obsessed with the potential collagen they might have in them, if I'm honest. Did you find collagen in them? In sea urchins? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I I was extracting collagen and doing, me and my colleagues, of course, we were producing some little, I can say, uh, substrates. Mm -hmm. So like this, that you can uh, make the cells grow on them. Yeah. Okay, so you use them to set for cell cultures, and uh, and that was good. It was a good part of the research because mam- mammal cell culture, so human mm. cell cultures were mm. quite happy on searching yeah. collagen. So there was a nice uh, mixture of uh, things. I mean, there's a lot of biomedical applications that could be. Mm-hmm could be developed but we will see (laughs) go on give us a hint tell us what they might be go on (laughs) okay for example the first one that was patented is um, a artificial cornea oh cool made up of um, osica cumber collagen yeah they extracted collagen and they made a little cornea that it's it's quite good because this collagen yeah. It's really resistant, so yeah. it and to extract it, you don't need to to do all the things you need to extract human collagen yeah. or mammalian collagen. It's yeah. much more difficult to be extracted. So from sea um, cucumbers, you can extract the collagen in really a easy way yeah. and just reuse it. And it keeps uh, its mechanical properties strength, so it's yeah. it's really good for Ooh. building things. <laughs> That's so clever. That is really clever, right? Cornea, then these um, cell culture substrates we were exploring. Then we tried to use these um, these discs made of collagen to as a substitute for skin uh, as a skin substitute. Oh, cool! Yeah. And when I went, when I abandoned the lab, they were starting to put them in um, rabbits and to see what happens. So uh, we will see. The first thing you do is to just to check that it doesn't, uh, that there's not uh, an adverse reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're not checking if it makes something good. You're just checking that it doesn't make something bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so then the thought would be that that would go on to what kind of usage? To um, substitute skin in uh, after burns yeah. or, or where you have a really a pathological condition like, mm. ah, that's a nice story. For example, Paganini, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he probably had Heller's Danlos syndrome. 
that is a syndrome oh, where your ligaments yeah. are absolutely soft so you yeah. can uh, he could use his fingers to yeah. play the violin very good because probably he had this condition yeah. and um but for him it was a good thing but for others it's much more worse and yeah. so if you could act on the collagen uh, mimicking the process you have in starfish or sea urchin it could be a good way to help people yeah. in this condition That's so cool because in these pathologies there is a disruption of collagen and uh, the collagen net network mm. so if we could act on the collagen network and give them some uh, adaptability mm. it would could help could help can I go back to basics on collagen for a minute? Sure. Because, well, I was just listening to that and thinking how, you know, on day to day, the only time we hear the word collagen is in is L'Oreal adverts where they go, this has got collagen in to and get rid of your you fine know, lines and wrinkles. You need it because absolutely, yeah. you're getting old, so you need collagen in your skincare. It's Botox in a bottle, everybody. <laughs> so can we just go back to basics in terms of what is collagen in a human being and what what use has it? Wait, what is the point of collagen? Why do we need it? <laughs> what has collagen ever done for us? <laughs> well, street rice. is almost everywhere. Think about, I mean, in your skin, in your ligament, your tendons, mm. everywhere in your body is collagen. So yeah. it's really one of the most widespread protein in your body. And uh, when what it happens when you get old, when you have wrinkles, is that your collagen is not so soft anymore. Mm. Okay. Yeah, if you feel my so, face, my face is like beautifully soft and useful. <laughs> <laughs> so it's mine. So it's mine. Lovely. Look, useful I need something. Skin. Okay, Sarah, I got bags under my eyes, oh, dead okay. and tired. Okay. Give me the soft skin. Okay, you got soft skin. Thank you. <laughs> The idea is that your collagen, when you get old, is not so useful, so functioning as anymore, so functional anymore. So if you get um, collagen that's working better, mm. you could get better skin. But it's not so much about collagen because collagen doesn't change so much mm -hmm. during your life. It's um, the hydration and the, mm. the bridges that stabilize the collagen network yeah that are the so main basically ditch your anti-aging face cream with collagen in because that's not doing anything and instead just focus on hydration drink water or sparkling bees knees. or sparkling bees knees everyone should sparkling just have one of those <laughs> <laughs> i found they are very good for a youthful appearance <laughs> no i mean there's a lot of feel where you could use collagen mm -hmm. and it's really something that could have uh, a role in uh, biomedical applications cosmetic applications but mm. i mean sometimes there <laughs> there's a misuse of the yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you won't well. say it, i will it's all shit <laughs> okay <laughs> Mo moving swiftly on before the lawsuit uh <laughs> mentioned any brands it's fine if you don't mention the brands they can't come say my for name you. <laughs> but for example yarulonic acid yes it's true that it's there and it's making uh, something to keep your tissue hydrated so it's if i put a starfish directly on my face will it help my face at all <laughs> please don't do it okay i won't do that i won't do that i'm just saying medical trials but I, I'll let you know as soon as they mimic the phenomenon, I, you can use it. Perfect. Yeah, Thank okay. you. Yeah, that, that's a much better idea. I'm willing to be involved in a trial. I don't mind. Sign me up. Though the other thing they're trying to do is to extract the ingredients that make starfish adaptable. Yeah. So apart from collagen, all the bridges we were talking about mm -hmm. before, and try to see if they works in humans or in mammals too. Mm. Mm. And because do we still, I was going to think about um, evolution and how far away from a starfish we are um, and whether we still have bridges similar to starfish that are just not in use or? They are, they are there. Mm -hmm. But they cannot mm, be broken and rebuilt as you want. Yeah. Okay, we lost the. I mean, we lost. We don't know if we ever had it, but um, no, probably we don't. We didn't have it any, <laughs> anywhere in the evolution. So it's something okay. related to starfish and echinoderms. 
Yeah. But I mean, for sure, there are some situations where we have something similar, like uh, in child uh, during mm. the birth chapter. Yeah. But it's not uh, something we can say we have. We can't regrow our own legs, basically. No. <laughs> but but it's true that in vertebrates that we are part of, yeah. there are some regeneration examples. So if you think about uh, a lizard, if yeah. you cut their tail they can rebuild it so there is a kind of um similarity so mm. some some situations where also vertebrates can regrow things mm. uh, but absolutely not the same extent as you have in uh, starfish yeah but it's I mean, it's interesting also because starfish and sea urchin are in the part of the evolutionary tree where we are so yeah. The evolutionary tree is divided into two big parts. One is the um, insect and uh, mollusk, mollus, and so that part of the, of the tree. And the other one is where sea urchins, starfish, and humans, and all vertebrates are. Yeah. So we are mm, not so far away yeah. from each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So it's more similar to a starfish than to a. Um, I don't know, a uh, ladybug or <laughs> or a <Yeah>. squid. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love it's brilliant. that. Brilliant. I'm gonna now look at starfish. Be like, mm, you could be my cousin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that's good. laughs> we're not that different, you and me. <laughs> and what is fascinating is that actually the the ingredients are almost the same. So collagen is really a protein that. It, protein that is everywhere in the animal kingdom yeah and so it's like uh, we are all made of the same thing and we use them in a different way mm. and so we are all I mean, <laughs> all sisters and brothers <laughs> excuse me if it's these two i mean too naive but <laughs> i love I it love i love it. it after a few more bees knees we'll all be there saying that but i find that fascinating there are also feather stars and brito stars that are not so oh, i don't know those what are they oh, they're nice Google. actually my phd well not my Better thesis was about regeneration in feather stars. And they sound <laughs> lovely. They've got a brilliant name. Feather stars. Everyone thinks that they are plants, actually, but they are animals. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, we've just Googled them and they are beautiful. Wow. Because yeah. they do, they look almost like coral, but they're actually animals. Yeah, they're actually, they're also coral. Corals. Yeah, corals, yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and they are nice. So they, you have the fixed one that stays on a, mm-hmm. on a substrate and you have a mobile one that can swim in a very uh, elegant way. Wow. <laughs> well, that's right. You get lost on it. This one is a video and it's called Brain Soother. It's a swimming... Swimming feather star. Yeah. That's lovely. And that's another thing I didn't tell you that it's so important. That's one of the reasons probably... Uh, mutable collagenous tissues develop is that they can keep a con- sort of contraction, mm. but that it's much more um, the contraction obtained with this tissue is really energy saving mm. respect to muscular contraction. Oh, so they, ex- they spend much more, much less yeah. to keep the position or keep, to keep their shape. Yeah. than what they would spend if we, uh, they had to use muscles. Yeah. that's So that's another probable oh, reason they developed mutable collagenous tissues. Yeah. And, um, well, there's a lot to work on because you have to, I mean, to, to understand all the components and then try to rebuild and try to extract and try to mimic. And so mm. it's really a long, a long uh, <laughs> journey. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we will see. I mean, there's wow. there's some so much to to discover that you you cannot imagine. It's science fiction. Yeah, we I mean, that. you look at a starfish and you kind of go, okay. Yeah. Now I'm looking at a starfish <laughs> and I'm thinking, bloody hell, there's a lot going on there. And also thinking that collagen can act like a muscle. <laughs> Sarah's like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Mind blown. Yeah. We will see what happens. I mean, yes, we use muscle contraction, but maybe one day we will be able to use 
No, I'm joking. (laughs) You say that now. You say that now. In a few hundred years, somebody's going to dig this up somewhere, somehow, and they'll be listening to it and they're going, she knew. Such a good idea. She knew. (laughs) I never knew what we should do with those leftovers from the restaurant. Now we know. (laughs) That would be some pretty impressive use of leftovers. I'm desperate to know. One of the things we were talking about, about your background and what you do. And you were saying that you, it's mutability in um, your research, but also in careers, in animals in careers, and how you're a researcher, well, you've changed your career and you're a mum and you're a dancer. And sometimes you combine all of it. Hold on, you kept this very quiet for me. As an avid Strictly Come Dancing fan, I demand (laughs) to know more. What kind of dance do you do? Um, jazz and modern dance. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> it started years ago, so I, I also tough. Yeah, dance to first a little bit of time when I was studying, finishing my studies actually. But now no, because I am a mom and I don't have time to do anything at all. No, I mean, I still go to dance classes at least once per week. Brilliant. <laughs> But I don't know, I think it was good for me to mm. always have something different to uh, to do apart from research. Yeah. The, I mean, it was, research was my main job, but when you stay in the lab for a lot, you mm. tend to lose the, the idea of what happens around you. Yeah. So having another job for me was good. Mm. The, I mean, the bad part is that you are actually having a full-time job and then you have to save some time for another job so <laughs> yeah yeah relate to that easy. one yeah yeah <laughs> I'm like yeah I'll balance a master's <laughs> retail work and a podcast Sarah that's no problem that's absolutely fine and then a few months in I was like oh, I made a mistake <laughs> I was like but but just keep swimming just, I just keep swimming, keep swimming just because keep one swimming. of them's the education one of them's the money and one of them is free booze <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, at the end, I think it's good. I mean, we have a perspective of the world that it's different from the ones who make just one job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I think we, we are more mutable, more adaptable <laughs> to the the environment. Everything will happen. We will know how to cope with the changes. And that's important. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think. It was a, I, mean, I can't say it wasn't um, destroyed when I left the lab mm. because it was my, my dream. Mm. But then you understand that is, there is always something good around. Yeah, 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 Definitely. totally, totally. And so, well, in, with that, I'd ask you then, what's your answer to are we as adaptable as a starfish? Because you've been studying starfish and you... yeah. You know, thinking about your adaptability, your mutability, etc. Are we as adaptable as them, <laughs> or do you look at them and go, "Oh, they're so, they're much, so much better, better than us"? us. <laughs> I mean, biologically speaking, no, we are not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we will see. But as far as we are thinking about our mind and our future, I think we are. Mm-hmm. We can do it. We can be it. On an emotional level, us and starfish are right there together. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes I think about what I did in the lab and I'm worried I will wake up in a in another world where I'm, I am a starfish and someone cut my arms. <laughs> There's another much darker movie there, isn't there? It's another much darker movie. But no, I mean, it's surely a, a fascinating uh, research field mm. and yeah. uh, I think we can learn a lot basically we are made of the same building blocks and uh, mm. um, biochemically we share and genetically we share a lot of things mm-hmm. so yeah. we we can learn from each other yeah and I think I mean that's a really interesting point in terms of the learning and the research that you have to do that could give you nightmares in the future of being a starfish (laughs) um is that actually you couldn't get any of those findings without doing that research no yeah no 
there's no way it's it's needed and uh, as far as you try to be um kind and for kind i mean uh, uh use the right number of animals mm-hmm. yeah the ones that are needed yeah not going far from that it's I mean, uh, it's okay you are trying to help them as far as much as you're trying to help us mm-hmm. yeah the i mean i was a zoologist so i'm i was more interested in the zoology and the animal mm. level than in the human and we are animals anyway mm. so i was more interested in the saving their starfish life than yeah. <laughs> understanding how it works in order to avoid uh, pollutions to to disrupt the phenomenon so i was much more interested in that but to help them you know you need to know how it works yeah yeah and to know how it works unfortunately it's it's you can't just do it by looking and I think you know (laughs) because it is a really difficult area to talk about often to talk about the research that you do with animals with that kind of research you know if you are cutting up the middle of a starfish it won't survive um but that you can't do the research you do without doing that kind of thing and you're doing it for the long time future mm-hmm. um and that is a really hard thing often to talk about but it's not doing it to get a better collagen for a makeup that you're <laughs> no. going to be putting on you know and it, it is a really difficult thing but you are then using things like leftovers from a restaurant <laughs> you know where yes. people would have that's no problem the with the fact that yeah. they're eating most of it and that's not an issue anyway yes circular economy is a good way to to overcome mm. using animals in research but you cannot do it for every kind of uh, yeah. research and i mean i'm i'm not the most entitled person to talk about animal use in the lab so i don't want to go somewhere mm. i'm not mm-hmm. the right person but um i think it's something we need to talk about mm. Yeah. Mm. okay <laughs> so we'll come back on to yeah. what have been the most favorite bits of researching on mutability and adaptability of starfish and <laughs> others sea cucumbers and things that your memorable moments <laughs> when I I was able to extract fibrils, collagen fibers from sea urchin, from these uh, remains, from these spare parts from restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good moment. That's I one of those still, days uh... <laughs> where you go home and you go, I did it, I need an alcohol. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't so difficult and they were, the fibers I extracted were not perfect. Mm. But I could say, okay, there's a future here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Someone could do something really good with it. Yeah. So mm. that, that was a good moment. And it was just one ingredient because in the mutability, you have a lot mm-hmm. of ingredients. But there was a starting point that mm-hmm. could go very far. And so I was happy. A real <laughs> eureka really moment. I yeah. feel happy now. That is I'm a like, really oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I love the lab. It's really a good place to be. You, you are, you have your daily satisfactions, and uh, you are able to exploit, you open your mind, use your ideas, and uh, that's the kind of freedom you don't have in any other job. Mm. <laughs> and I love it. Now I want um, to be working in a lab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you're that mutable. No, I'm not. <laughs> no. I I don't even have science GCSEs. <laughs> and uh going back to starfish, what can I say? Starfish, sea urchin, featherstars mm-hmm. and brittosaurus. They are I mean cousins that we don't know so much. But <laughs> 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 that started with us because as I was saying we were we are in the same evolutionary mm. path and uh, uh we will see what happens mm. in the if there are some um, at the larval stage mm. they can clone Ooh. so they can uh, sea urchins larvae can clone themselves and make thousands of copies of their wow. of no don't go there <laughs> 
I don't want to make copies of myself if that's what you're trying to say. No, thank you. That's my worst nightmare. Could you imagine? But, uh, a little mini you in a oh, Brenda suit. God. <laughs> Ew. So lots for the future that we could come back to. Yeah. So in 10 years' time, we'll revisit this, see what's happened. See See how mutable we are or whether starfish have taken over the world. Oh, very likely. (laughs) Or maybe one day you will use something like a skin not to... To heal yourself, you would use yeah. a starfish. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, cerotto, sorry, I, I'm not remembering the English word. What do you put on your scratch if you have a... If you have a oh, germaline. <laughs> <laughs> you will use a starfish germaline. Starfish germaline. I'm so about that idea. I love it. <laughs> or a sea urchin. A spare sea urchin germaline. <laughs> Just sea urchin plasters where it looks like a little sea urchin skin on a uh, yeah. Nice. Um, so, yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. Thank you so so much. It has been awesome. It's been amazing. I'm so glad we got to do it and I've learned so much about starfish. It's slightly insane. <laughs> thank you. Oh. It's been lovely. And thank you yeah. so much for a sparkling bee's, bee's knees, which I yes. am going to make again. Yeah, and a brilliant gin. And we've converted you to the gin world. Yes. Yay! Did I convert you to the Prosecco world? No. Oh, I was already deep in the Prosecco oh, world. Really? <laughs> <Where are you going? laughs> there we go. I loved that one. Starfish, love sparkling starfish. bees knees, loved the prosecco. Bees. So, and I love the gin. Yeah, because so the word actually means a cluster of juniper bushes, but but it's a it's in Tuscany. It's a metaphorical way of saying to get yourself tangled in a difficult or complicated situation. Oh, I love that. I love that. And you know oh. what? If I was a starfish and I was tangled up in a difficult situation, I would just turn hard. Go hard. Go hard. Go hard. Please don't take that out of context. And I'm glad I put deodorant on for that whole body. You're spreading your arms out <laughs> something <hard>. mad. <laughs> <laughs> so this one is staying in the cupboard oh. for whenever we've got tangled situations and we can just go. I love yeah. a bee's knees. Love a bee's knees. Love that gin. And I loved learning more about starfish and sea cucumbers and sea urchins. So what have we learned? Are you as adaptable as a starfish? Physically, no. Emotionally, I'm maybe more so. Because physically, yes, they are more adaptable. They have the bridges. They have the collagen. They can lop off legs. They can survive by like giving themselves to animals to eat but keeping a bit back you want it go get it John Mulaney that was that was my takeaway and I've learned that you can take restaurant leftovers of sea urchins where people have eaten the gonads and you can extract collagen (laughs) if you are very very clever you can you can yeah and I talk fast when I get excited I don't know if you've learned that listeners that are kind of the same because we're not that far from a starfish we're not that far we're on the same side of the evolutionary tree we are Mm -hmm. and when you're lying in bed as a starfish as you do when it's really hot and you can lie in bed and go I'm not that far from a starfish I also have collagen and those bridges but they are better at using them than me because they only take a few minutes childbirth but it takes a lot longer. Yeah. And we haven't yet learned to just lop off a ling- limb and grow another. Maybe in the future. Yeah. And that through all of those, that we're learning tons. Yeah. And we're also learning you should not buy a face cream just based on the fact it says it has collagen Drink in it. water. It's better. Just drink water. Hyaluronic acid. Don't drink that. No, put it on your face. Put but only if your face, face is already damp, because otherwise it won't be activated. Yeah. Then drink a bee's knees. <laughs> Cheers. You know what? I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Thank that you, Alice. Really and thank you for the bee's knees. You can go to a party now and go, starfish. Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. Cheers. What's Italian for cheers? Dunno. But we could say ciao to say goodbye. I'm not going to do all that. I know. Italian for Wait, cheers. What's Italian for good night? Bona Bonasera. No, Bonanoite. What you do know though. 
is how do you order a chocolate ice cream? Gelato, chocolato, per favore, there said in go. a very British accent. I'm sorry. Five-year-old on, yeah. Bye. Done. Oi. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that little episode. You got to the end, so hopefully you did. <laughs> That's very true. <cute. laughs> well done. <laughs> if you'd like more content from us, then you can follow us on Instagram. You can, and you'll also find our chief gin taster, the gin monkey, with tasting notes of all the gins that we're tasting in the series. Go on to Instagram, so it's worth following. Yeah, yeah. Topic gin. Topic gin. Same on Twitter. Same on Twitter. Send us a little tweet. Yeah, we're on Facebook too. Topic gin, keeping it all nice and simple. And you can email us. You can, if you want, at hello at ginandtopic.com if you click subscribe as well that would be really handy reviews tell people for you to do and we'll be back next week with another episode i know and another guest and another gin yay (laughs) and don't forget to join me and emma in our new tasting room on sunday and she can tell us all about the gin